Jump in. Let's go. That's right. Welcome to love. Welcome to love. Every time I say it, I have this urge or this sense within me that I've just walked into Moe's and I hear, welcome to Moe's, right? This fun expression of greeting. Just the difference between what it is to see a sign that says welcome or have some written expression of it, but then to have some human interaction that greets us, to bring us in, to invite us into this space. And that is what we are getting at in this whole series. The word welcome being an invitation, a word of invitation into what is happening, right? And welcome to love, welcome into this space where we are exploring who we are as followers of Jesus, who we are as a church family. So love And if God is love, as scripture teaches us, then it is a very invitation to welcome to God or welcome to what God is doing in this place. You'll hear this word of invitation throughout this series, and I I hope that you receive that in a way that, that you know that that is an invitation directly to you, whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us a hundred times before, we're so glad that you are here. In this series, we're doing a bit of the exploration of the DNA of who we are, right? As, as followers of Jesus and who we are as a church family, exploring the DNA of the ecclesia, the gathering of the people called the church. In this, we get the idea of the called out ones or being called out together in discipleship, in mission, and community. These three things intertwined in such a beautiful way that it is expressed often through the the visual even of the double helix of the DNA that you have discipleship and mission held together in the context of community. The very genetic code of who we are as followers of Jesus and as a church family. Last week, we really dug in and and defined discipleship as this. Discipleship is the ongoing journey of following Jesus. And if you like five-word definitions and that's something you can hold on to, then grab that right there. Discipleship is the ongoing journey. Of following Jesus. If you like something a little more in depth or the 20 word definition, maybe to go a little bit deeper or expound on that beginning, it is the ongoing journey of following Jesus that we are becoming fully alive to Jesus, being transformed day by day into the likeness of Jesus, set apart by him and for him. But as we said, this is held together in that DNA and the double helix that discipleship doesn't stand alone. That there's an essential connection between discipleship and mission. We believe the good news of Jesus is deeply personal and that discipleship formation. But we also believe that it is deeply social, calling us out, sending us out on mission. 
So discipleship and mission, not just things that we do, that they are held apart in in silos or in a vacuum to themselves, but together they make up who we are. Discipleship and mission are the very makeup of who we are. Can you truly be a disciple without serving on mission? Can you truly be serving on mission if you are not on a path of discipleship? Being formed into the likeness of Jesus is this journey where discipleship and mission go hand in hand in the context of community. A preview of coming attractions in next week's message on community. But for here and now, as we explore mission, we understand that God invites us not just to be hearers of the word or to marvel at the story of God, the word of God, as we read it, as we encounter it from scripture. But God invites us to be doers of the word. God invites us to be active participants in the story that is unfolding. So often, friends, we can try to read God into our own story to fit into our box. But instead, in this way, we are invited to find ourselves in God's story, the unfolding story that God is writing even here and now. In that, we see the missio day or the mission of God. That as I consider scripture and I consider my own experience and what we see through the ages, that the mission of God is simply this, to demonstrate and to prove the power of love to restore humanity to its intended role as partners in stewarding all of God's creation. From the fall that happens on the third page of the Bible, when humanity is exiled from the garden, from that moment, our creator has been in pursuit of us, making a way for us to be into relationship with him. So the mission of God is then the mission of love to demonstrate and prove the amazing love of God for the crown jewel of the created order, all of humanity, inviting us into relationship. And so we see what God has done We see what is on display in the life of Jesus as the creator enters time and space to demonstrate that great love for us. And as we see it, we now get to do it. We get to be participants, tangibly expressing the heart of Jesus. From the beginning of Love Chapel Hill, that's how I have I have understood and been able to express who we are, right? To tangibly express the heart of Jesus is a demonstration of us living on mission, 
and participating in the mission of God? Do we believe that the most eloquent articulation of the gospel is a love that gives itself away? Love is more than our name. It is our mission. And if you've been around with us for a little while, you're a part of a church family that really knows its mission. Anybody want to share that right now? That's right. To love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus. It's more than our name. It is our mission. The very essence of everything we do. The essence of who we are. But the word mission, it can carry some baggage for us or, or have a connotation that maybe maybe sends us in a little bit of a different direction. That there is this idea that it could be going to some far off place for Jesus, right? The association of mission and missionary is this idea of going out, going to some far off place. And we want to explore a little bit of, of where that comes from. Right, there is the Great Commission that we see in Matthew 28. It's going to be on the screen. It's going to be here now, um, and I'll read it to you. You can look it up um, on your phone or in your Bible to read along. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. So going to all nations, right? This idea of sending, and Jesus surely is sending the disciples, we get this idea that continues on in Acts 1.8. This says, Jesus, Jesus says, I give, I have the authority of all of heaven and earth. And so go into Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So where do we get this idea of being sent to some far off place? Okay, it's legit. Right? We are to carry the good news wherever we go and to reach the furthest folks from us. The idea of global missions, both long-term and short-term, are absolutely a part of mission. Right, So don't hear me say in any way as we go through this that global missions are not important or even essential because they are. Love Chapel Hill has supported folks participating in both long and short-term missions. In the short-term mission field, we've helped send people to Uganda, to Kenya, to Ukraine, to Cuba, to Sierra Leone, and even most recently to Zimbabwe. But then we are currently also supporting folks who are in the mission field who are on long-term mission in countries like Cambodia and Turkey. And so we recognize the place of global missions, but we also say it doesn't end there, doesn't stop there. We can't check a box and say, okay, we're doing these things, sending people to the ends of the earth, and so we're living on mission. No, it's it's more than that. We bring it a little closer to home 
we acknowledge, right, we, we've sent people to help start new churches, new works in different communities in different states like New York and South Carolina and even here in North Carolina, helping to start new works of the kingdom in Shalote, North Carolina, in Greensboro, all over. We're helping to start these new works. But again, it comes closer to home. It doesn't end there. Friends, we keep a global focus, sorry, a global perspective, but we then have a local focus, a global perspective with a local focus. Many of you know our friend J.D. Waltz from Seedbed and who does the daily wake-up call. He says this about Acts 1-8 in his own life. And so I want to share this quote with you. If you've been listening to the wake-up call, you probably even heard it this past week as he brought it back again. So Acts 1-8 says, When you receive power When the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. J.D. says, I had always understood that as being about witnessing to others, telling them the good news about Jesus, you know, that they were a sinner who needed a savior. And if they believed in Jesus and prayed the sinner's prayer, they would go to heaven when they died. And I'm not saying that's not true. I'm just saying it's not what Jesus meant in Acts 1.8. You will be my witnesses. Doesn't mean you will witness to people about me. No, it means you will be me on earth as I am in heaven. You will be my fully authorized, empowered, gifted agents. A tabernacle of my presence even everywhere you go. The Holy Spirit will walk you right up to the gates of hell and give you the audacity to shake them with all you've got while shouting, not today, Satan. See, to have this mission, to receive this mission, to live on mission, We can be full of that boldness and that audacity to proclaim the good news by demonstrating it where we are. We see it also through the words of Jesus in his final days as he has the disciples gathered together in a room. Jesus takes on the role of host and of servant to demonstrate who they are, to demonstrate the same authority and power that Jesus has is being passed to the disciples. And we see that into, in the story we read at the washing of the disciples' feet. We're going to read John chapter 13, verses 12 to 17, and then on into John 14, verses 12 and 14. So let's read this word together. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. 
Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And then on into John 14, verses 12 to 14. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for bringing it alive for us today, revealing who you are here and now. That we can see through the words on these pages or on the screen that this is not just who you are or what you have done who you have been, but it is in fact who you are today, here and now, and who you are calling us to be, inviting us to participate. God bless the reading of your word, that it will continue to spur us on today. So friends, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Washing feet. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. This is a throwback, right, to the Mission Impossible fans out there acknowledging, right? Washing feet can feel like a Mission Impossible. I know ain't nobody want to touch my feet, right? The idea of what Jesus is calling us to, to follow the example that he has set to do what he has done can feel like it is something impossible. But if it feels like mission impossible to you, know that the Holy Spirit has empowered you right, to trust and to be willing to step in to this space with boldness and audacity. to be the very presence of Jesus where you are. Whether that is washing feet or doing something else that seems risky or uncomfortable, you're not alone. It's for all of us who are followers of Jesus. We're trying to make sense of this. But we can see it. We can see it in the pattern and the life of Jesus. And if you've been around here for a while, you know we talk about this in the sense of the great reversal and what Jesus is doing. See, the image, the the pattern of the upside-down V is the pattern of this world. The upside-down V, where, where we try to make something of ourselves to achieve the highest of heights, to achieve equality with 
God. But as we see in the Tower of Babel, we see all the way back to the garden when even Adam and Eve try to reach equality with God. There is what? A fall. When we try to achieve that highest place, there is a following fall that comes. But instead, Jesus arrives on a scene and he flips that upside down B to look like a V, the peace sign, right? Our friend Matt Leroy will often throw the peace sign, right? And this idea of the pattern of Jesus, where Jesus, fully God, fully human, enters time and space to descend to the lowest place. And that's where we find ourselves on this journey, on the way to the lowest place. And in that descent, even to the place of a servant washing his disciples' feet. But we also know that that is not the lowest place. Friends, spoiler alert, we know right again that the lowest place is going to the cross, entering in to the tomb, entering into death, and even going to the gates of hell to set the captives free. So that then there is an ascent to the highest place, to the rightful place, sitting in the heavenly realm at the right hand of the Father. This peace sign, this this V pattern is the pattern of Jesus. That when we enter into the pattern of Jesus, we are given the same power and authority by the presence of the Holy Spirit here and now. Have you ever thought about it this way to to think you are equipped to be the answer to someone's prayer? And I don't mean that in a way of being a hero, right? Trying to go make everyone's wishes come true somehow. But as someone else is praying, whether in the same room or miles away, maybe even whether you know it or not, but if you are living on mission, if you are following with the willing heart, the leading of the Holy Spirit, you may well be the answer to someone else's prayer. We see the mission of God, the love of God on display in every act of faithful obedience, here and now. But we also see it in every single miracle of Jesus that we read. We see his mission on display. See, Jesus entering into time and space has both hands on the realm of heaven, pulling it into this world into the earthly realm, bringing heaven to earth. And that display that we see in the healing of the leper, when his friends drop him through the roof of where Jesus is and healing him in that space. We see him meeting the woman at the well, healing the man by the pool of Bethesda, healing the blind man healing the woman who was suffering from bleeding for 12 
years, friends, all of these are displaying Jesus, demonstrating God's love for us, even while we were yet sinners, bringing that heavenly realm into this place, the kingdom unfolding on earth as it is in heaven. And if you were willing to, you can grab hold of heaven with both hands and help pull it into this place as you live on mission. Here's this amazing thing too, that your active participation in this, it's not dependent on your age. It's not dependent on your gender. It's not dependent on some status or accomplishment that you might achieve. No, it's dependent simply on your willing heart. From the youngest among us, those up there in LCH Kids, as they are learning the story of Jesus, the story of God's love for all the world, they too act it out. They participate. And there's nothing more amazing than seeing the kids just get it and say, I can do this. I can, I can be a part of this and get creative with how they demonstrate God's love here and now. Right? And to the retirees among us, to the oldest among us, the beauty of being able to serve all of our days, to participate in what God is doing in this place and anywhere in between on the spectrum of age. Friends, you are enabled, you are empowered as one with a, will, a willing heart to step into this. Your mission to serve people wherever you are. So serving people wherever you are, serving the community, the broader community, doing what we often call around here, love missions, and serving here in the church. All of that is about serving people, helping put on display God's love for our community, for our church. And so let's talk first about what that looks like serving in the church. You know, there is nothing around here that we do, whether in this building, in these four walls, or in this church body, wherever we are, that we cannot do it without you. None of this is possible without you, without the energy and the resources of those who call this place home, or, or even those who don't call this place home yet. That it, I can't tell you how amazing it is to get a phone call from somebody who's like, I heard about y'all and what you do, and and I'd love to help out. I'd love to participate. And of course, we say, come on. We invite you to be a part of what God is doing, whether you recognize that that is what's happening here or not. We invite you to participate in what God is doing in this place, right? Giving of your time and talents, investing financially, you know, living on mission happens through our hospitality team, creating an environment in this space where people feel welcomed, whether they have literally just woken up outside our doors, they are coming straight in from the hospital or just released from prison, or they're coming from the neighborhood down the street or the dorm across the street, 
to create a space of welcome or hospitality team living on mission. You're a love bus to drive folks here who need transportation, whether that is from the Freedom House, whether that is from the community house at IFC, around the community, and that bus working throughout the week to help meet the needs of those who are battling mental illness, to get them to the farm at Penny Lane to serve our friends at the Center for Excellence and Community Mental Health. Folks serving on our media team back in the booth, making possible what's happening in this worship space week after week, here in the band, bringing the music for us, leading us in this way. People serving in compassion ministries to meet the needs of those among us who are in need, whether that's with rent, whether that's with the utility bill, whether that is furniture for a new place that they are transitioning from homelessness into a home. Serving with LCH kids, y'all teaching our kids, raising them up, leading them, demonstrating before them what it looks like to follow Jesus. Y'all, all of these spaces, there are opportunities for you to serve and to be a part of what is happening here. Even leading small groups or Bible studies, you know, the opportunities exist. So fill out that connect card. You can indicate that. If you fill it out online or on paper, you can indicate that you would like to serve with us here at Love Chapel Hill in some way. The living on mission also happens as we serve our community that, that surrounds us. Doing love missions, y'all, I love that during this most recent heat wave, as heat indexes were jumping up over 100 day in and day out, that people just put together cooling station here in front of the varsity, showing up with coolers and water, cooling towels and fans and UV umbrellas, just ways to help keep folks safe and cool. A pop-up love mission serving people in our community. We also serve with our partner organizations like the IFC doing housing and work with those who are food insecure in our community. And like our friends, our neighbors at table that we've gotten to do food drives and, and bag drives to help meet the needs that they have as they are serving food and secure families throughout our community. And then one of my favorite organizations, y'all, I just, I admire them and look to them in what they are doing. The Community Empowerment Fund, CEF. Y'all, they're doing amazing work and we, it, for folks who are who are living in poverty or at risk of poverty, building a firm financial foundation for them, helping with housing needs, helping with employment needs, helping with health care needs, meeting them where they are, treating them with dignity, no matter what they are going through, what they're walking through. You know, we get to come alongside them and help with their laundry project, helping it make, helping them make possible that anyone who has need, anyone that needs to do laundry and doesn't have the means to do it, that each week there is an opportunity for them to get the money they need to go to the laundromat to do their laundry. 
It's just the human dignity that all of us should be able to have clean clothes, right? We also partner with them to provide for uh, the expenses when someone is getting a new job and maybe they need a uniform or maybe they need help with that initial transportation getting to that job or they have healthcare needs or educational opportunities that we can help bridge the gap of those transportation needs for those folks. We just have grown up together as organizations starting around the same time and getting to love our community together. Grateful for that partnership. Also our partnership and our work with Habitat for Humanity. Huge shout out to our drummer today and our dear friend Eddie Brigard who is a site manager for Habitat, building affordable housing in our community. You know, and our friends at Pee Wee Homes, also the work they're doing for affordable housing. The need is great across this country, but especially here in Chapel Hill and Orange County, making it so that people at all areas of the, the socioeconomic scale can live and be a part of the heart of our community. So serving with these partner organizations, serving our community with the heart of Jesus. And then simply put, just serving wherever you are. Friends, you are every day, everywhere missionaries. If you are following Jesus, that is who you are. As part of the inspiration for our new volunteer shirts, right? To say, love local, right? This local focus that we have that isn't just here in this space on a Sunday morning. It's not just in the community organizations, but it's wherever you are. Friends, to love local right here and right now with the heart of Jesus, right? For real, wherever you spend your days as a person working in the hospital and local schools, maybe in environmental services or as an auto mechanic, as a bus driver, as a student, as a retiree, as someone posted up on Franklin Street every day, you have a purpose to live according to God's plan, to tangibly express the heart of Jesus wherever you are. Friends, there was a handout today. Hopefully you got that on the way in. If not, we'll get that to you but you can get creative with what this looks like wherever you are, right? That there is opportunity to put out just a bucket of flowers, right? We call them love buckets to, to say, take one, right? To encourage someone in their day. We've done this as a church and put them all around town, but it doesn't take an entire group of people to make that happen. If you just want to do that in one place to pick up a bucket of flowers and put it, in front of an assisted living community, or to put it in front of someone's home even, who might be going through a hard time, or to pay for someone's parking. Gosh, what a blessing. We've called that Free Franklin in the past, and I know it's different because we don't just feed quarters into a meter so much anymore. But you could pay for someone's parking, right? And what a joy that is to be like, oh my gosh, what a relief. I don't have to do this today, or someone who's new to town that's like, I don't even know how this works, you can be a blessing in that space for them to love with the heart of Jesus. You can write 
a note, a handwritten note to an older adult, whether in your neighborhood or maybe at an assisted living community here around us. There are lots of different ways. This list is not exhaustive. It is just to spark the creativity for you. I can't help but celebrate what this church is already doing. When I think about what this looks like, y'all, this church family gets it in a beautiful way. And so whether that is someone who has lost a loved one, seeing the community come around them in their time of need to be in fellowship, to meet needs, to provide meals, to just be a consoling presence, or when there is a new diagnosis or an injury, the loss of a child, all this church family comes around and surrounds it in a way that just exudes the heart of Jesus to love tangibly with presence and to meet needs that come up. You know, in divorce, in the adoption of children domestically and internationally, you know, there are immediately people asking, what do you need? How can I help? And not just asking, not just saying that in some sentimental, hey, I want to express this, but actually doing it. Whether it's a new job or new marriage, new lives coming into the world, there's celebration. And especially as we see people come to know Jesus, celebrating salvation and baptism together in this place. You know, you get it. And that is just amazing, a part of the culture of who we are. And in this, just even as we have seen over this past week, with the tragedy and the trauma that unfolded very publicly in our university, impacting many. And just as a reminder, if you want to process with anyone, our pastoral staff is available for you. For me, Pastor Joel, Pastor Allison, Pastor Dominique. You know, there's a form on the website or you can just reach out to any of us individually to say, hey, I'd just like to process, whether over coffee or over a walk. If you just want to cry together, express what you experienced. This is a safe space to do that. But in times of tragedy and trauma, these are open doors to express the heart of Jesus. These kinds of opportunities to express the love that God has for us, even in the darkest valleys. Right? I can't help but celebrate even the responses to this week's events. You know, it has been completely and totally moving to hear the ways that people have been checking on one another, even in that moment. That for people who knew of others who were on campus, who were experiencing the shelter in place, what felt like a lockdown for hours, waiting for information, waiting to know it's safe to emerge. Y'all, to be checking on one another. Y'all, to hear people say, someone checked on me. It's like a lifeline to the outside to know that you're not alone. And y'all did that just instinctively. Y'all to hear the stories of people following up this week and, and just being present with puppy therapy 
right? Those in our community that have a puppy to take out and meet total strangers on campus. You know, there is not much more comforting than to hold a cuddly puppy, right? That is just knowing that someone has thought about you and cares about you in such a way to meet a stranger. And in ways that we can't even comprehend, strangers become friends. And the response to the community of folks holding prayer gatherings, doing prayer walks on campus, hearing that our friends at the N and O have been sending their love and caring for their neighbors and our friends at the Daily Tar Heel. And y'all, I'm going to go there because it demonstrates just even the depth of place. This goes not to be funny, but to be so real to say even Duke Chapel, y'all, our neighbors down the street at Duke University played from the chapel bell tower, hark the sound. Y'all, just demonstrating the depth of love and care that we see in the life of Jesus. You've done it. You are missionaries. Y'all, and you are no less missionaries than someone who goes around the world to bring the good news. Certainly we bless our global missionaries. But you in this room, you hearing this message are no less missionaries everywhere you go, every single day. So where are you headed this week? that you are able to be present and to serve? Are you open to the possibilities? Are you open to the unseen opportunities to be the presence of Jesus where you are? Friends, if you're hearing that call and you are willingly accepting to be every day, everywhere missionaries, I want to invite you to take a posture of receiving, whether that is standing where you are, kneeling, or just opening your hands to receive. I want to pray this blessing and commissioning over you. Beautiful. Receive this blessing, this commission. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may your presence, your blessing of presence be over each and every person who hears this, who receives this call to go wherever they are, to love with your heart, to be your very presence in the community where they are, in the job that they're headed to this week, into their homes, as a student, as a person serving in a community organization, as a neighbor, as a friend, as a family member, even as a stranger. God, I pray for each of them, eyes to see and ears to hear where you are moving, where you are stirring, where you are calling them to go and serve. 
just as you took on the role of a servant, Jesus, God, may they see their place, their role to follow you wherever they may go this week and all their lives. God, we pray your blessings on them here and now to love local right here, right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are sent to love with his heart. And so friends, as we come to a conclusion of this service, but the beginning of the rest of this day, the beginning of the week ahead, we come together around this table of holy communion to participate in what Jesus has done descending to the lowest place and to be reminded that his body was broken for us. His blood was spilled for the forgiveness of sin for you and for me. And as we come to the table, we participate in his suffering, that we too may participate in his healing, in his resurrection, and his ascension to the highest place, not for our glory, but for his. And that as we are living on mission, we invite other people into this journey with us to be present and to be the presence of Jesus wherever we are. Friends, we invite you to come to the table to taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen.